0: I've been having trouble deciding whether or not to tell you this story tonight, my friends. I've been having trouble discovering how to. So I think the thing to do is to just start. To just begin the process of telling. And then we'll just take it one step at a time. Hold my hand while I try, my friends. I'm going to tell you something that happened to me recently. Time doesn't really matter to you or me in this particular instance, because I won't tell you when exactly I mean, and it isn't relevant to the structure of this podcast. Just trust that it happened, at some time, in some world or other. I hope that's enough for you. I went high, high, up in the sky. As I like to do now and then, as you know. I like to fancy that I can fly right up and touch the stars. I cannot. But I like to imagine it. The night I'm telling you about, however... I flew up and up and up so that I could plunge down and down and down as low as I could go. I wanted to go into the sea again, deep, deep, deep into the water. I wanted to find the angel that lives down there. Do you remember him? Oh, I remember him. He is the only one who I know who does not want to destroy or vanquish me in some way or other, other than the clever one whose mind I had to break to get to that point anyway. He is the one who took me down into the sea, where I saw his kingdom, and we shared story after story to each other. He is the one who played his flute for me outside of my poor, long-lost seaside home, just to let me know that I wasn't alone. I wanted to see him again. Why? Because, as I've been since the beginning, I'm lost. I live with the mandate of no longer hiding myself from the world and sharing myself like a great secret with humanity. I live with the mandate of encouraging your kind to live by your own compass, and to deny reality if it denies you what you are, deep down. I seek to convince you that the world can be what you want it to be. I hope that, if my podcast does nothing else, perhaps it will do this from time to time. But how do I live my life by these rules myself? How do I survive and care for myself when there are those who want to destroy me just for being. I have been safe since my rescue, but I could not bear another endless amount of time in a dark, empty prison. I could not bear it again. And who's to say that will be my punishment next time? If the winged wrathful angels up above catch me again, perhaps they will simply find a way to end me. If they can. Someone will one day, I think. Somehow, I will end. I know this now. And I am terrified of it. I have crafted my own reality so carefully. How could someone take it away from me? But the inevitable is inevitable and there is no point to rebel against the inevitable. I don't think. I don't know. Back to the point. I plunged myself into the sea so that I could meet with the comforting presence of the one down there who cares for me. The one I knew would never hurt or betray me. The one who had grown so tired of battle and strife. He would know what to do. He would help me decide what path to take next. My great black wings folded up against my back as I took my great dive. The wind and snow against my face was sharp and cold, but I am indestructible. For now, anyway. So it didn't bother me. The sea was frozen, But the strength of my hands and the great height of my fall meant that I crashed through the ice easily and plummeted down and down and down into the icy waters, where everything was dark. Once I stopped falling, I centered myself. It took me a full minute to realize I was not cold, but I also wasn't wet. I was breathing air despite the fact that I didn't need to. I was not underwater. My feet were on the ground. I had leapt into the sea, but somehow I was not underwater. I looked up, but I could not see the stars, nor could I see the ice. I saw swirling gray clouds overhead. Somehow... What do you want? His voice rumbled all around me, but I couldn't see him. The sound of his flute somehow played in the distance, echoing around us even as he spoke. I was shaken by the coldness of his greeting, but I tried not to show it. Counsel? I answered. Companionship? The things I usually want, I suppose. He laughed. But there was something to that laugh that made my skin crawl. I just couldn't quite put my finger on it.
1: (laughs) Poor lost thing, he said. You never had a plan, did you? You're just a destructive whirlwind. No direction, no point. Just destruction.
0: What's happened to you? I asked. Something was wrong, terribly wrong. What is this place?
1: You didn't answer my question.
0: He bellowed now. The sound of his roar made me stand still as a statue, afraid to move, afraid to breathe, afraid, afraid.
1: You never had a plan, did you?
0: I do have a plan, I cried out. Fear was now mingling with rage at the accusation. I have a plan. I know what it is I do, I just need... I just need clarity. But every step of the way, I know what it is I do. Tell me then, he said. And there was a great and terrible silence as we both stood, waiting for my answer. Waiting for her answer. Waiting for my answer. I don't... I don't... I don't have an answer.
1: What card is this? The Emperor? You've been writing her story through the cards of the tarot deck, haven't you? I understand you perfectly. You feared losing direction, losing steam, losing your will. So you found a nice little guiding star in the cards of the Major Arcana. You're pretending you know what you're doing, but you're just as lost even still, aren't you? What card is this? The Emperor, is it not? You want guidance, stability. All the things the Emperor card can bring you. Pathetic.
0: Who are you? How dare you? This is my story. You are a part of it. Give me a moment. Let me bring her back. I'm sorry, friends. Just give me a moment. I stood in whatever dark realm, with its hovering ominous clouds, waiting for the red angel to show himself. Though I think I knew deep down at this point that it was not him. Show yourself, I whispered. And two torches immediately burst into flame, revealing nothing but orange light. Another two behind them flashed into readiness. Then another two behind those. And finally, once ten torches lit a pathway, I saw a throne. A huge throne, made of sharp, jagged, shining onyx. And on it sat, of course my dark stranger, the king of nothingness, the lord of the dead, my maker, my nemesis, my love. He who betrayed me time and time again, and still expected unflinching loyalty And beside him, as he had always promised, was my throne. Smaller, but even more beautiful. He had made it with carvings of roses, like the one he gave me once. Roses, which he knew that I loved. A symbol of life and of nature, both of which he knew I loved. Was it a mockery of life and nature, carved in that glistening rock? Or was he genuinely trying to lure me
1: in? Haven't you been running long enough?
0: He asked me. I just nodded.
1: Don't you want to take my hand? Wouldn't it be nice to rest?
0: And I observed him on his throne. Do you remember that I made him human? I stole his wings from him. I made his black eyes turn into a very mortal blue. I made his heart beat again. Do you remember, Kristen? And you let him turn back? Yes. I remember. Well... If only you could see him now. He has changed again. His wings have regrown threefold. Six huge wings now spread out from behind him, each moving as it pleases, as if they have a life of their own. He has a crown that I think he fashioned for himself of bones and of red gemstones immense and magnificent. His wings are endless. His black robes made of air are endless. His shining black hair is endless. He kept the blue eyes that I gave him, though. He wore them in his head like a gift, but now they shone and shimmered like none I've ever seen before. He has changed himself into something that Something that he thinks will love more than what he was. Oh, listener. Oh, my friend. How ashamed I am to say that he was correct. Irresistible he is in his grandeur and elegance. Undeniable he is with his power and his might. Horrifying he is with the depth of his evil. The thing I am afraid of is not him. The thing I am afraid of sits inside me. Deep, deep within me is the knowledge that all I've ever wanted is to take his hand and let him lead me into the shadows. Because, deep down, I feel like this is where I belong. I fight it because I know I should. I know I should. I know. It is in this moment that Kristen took out the deck of cards on her bookshelf and carefully, gingerly flipped through it. She looked at the card that read, The Emperor. My dark stranger's laughter echoed all around.
1: (laughs) You thought you came here looking for the Emperor. But you found something else, didn't you?
0: And Kristen removed the Emperor, and saw instead, waiting just behind him, the real figure behind this. The one standing at a table with a sword, a wand, a cup, and a pentacle the one with the strength of will so great that reality and fantasy meant nothing to him. The One. He stood up, and those wings stretched to their full capacity. The torches blazed higher and brighter even than before, as he brought both of his hands forward and curled his long, clawed fingers back and forth. Perhaps just to show me their increased length and strength. Where he was once a strange gentleman, tall and dark and unusual, he was now the ancient, mighty king that he once was. The one whom mortals feared and worshipped by the fire on cold winter nights. The one they sacrificed to in desperate attempts to avoid his wrath. The one whose name was whispered in terror and veneration. No angel, no demon, no monster. Death, who had control over all, including me. And me. And us. Was here
1: what you found was the magician
0: and he closed his fists and the torches all went out Hi everyone, welcome, and thanks so much for listening to episode 86 of On a Dark Cold Night. This is Kristen. You just heard from me in that story, though, so that should be no surprise. I hope you're doing well, friends. I'd like to send a big thank you today to Becky and Kevin, who supported the podcast by sending a donation of the price of five coffees to us through coffee.com. Thank you so much for the donation and for your lovely note as well. I'm so pleased that you're enjoying the podcast. If you'd like to support the show like Becky and Kevin, you can buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight. Another way to help is to pledge a monthly amount on Patreon, where you can also receive access to the soundtrack of the show. You can find out more at patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. Another great way to help out the show is to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, our Facebook page, or anywhere else you're able to spread the word. You can follow us on Twitter at a dark cold night, Instagram at dark cold night podcast, or our Facebook or YouTube pages, just called On a Dark Cold Night. Give us a shout out, spread the word, or just drop by and say hi. We also have wearable merch available at bonfire.com on dash a dash dark dash cold dash night if you'd like to buy an on a dark cold night t-shirt or a hoodie. Thank you so much for listening. All the best to you and yours as we approach the holiday season and start turning the page on a new year. Take care, friends. Good night.